Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Having a bet on the footy this week? Top this. Top Sport have hundreds of markets to choose from across the AFL, NRL and rugby. So whether you're into the big goals or the big hits, there's something for everyone. And Top Sport will let you on for plenty. Top that. Download the app today and bet on your game your way. If you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. To all you well-hung beasts dropping in for your footy fix, I say a huge g'day. Hope your week is going well. Hey, let me start with a tip. Be careful what you buy your missus for a birthday. We had a blow-up in the Raymond house this week. I bought her a year's gym membership and some gym gear. Double XL for the woman with a fuller figure. All I got in return was a blow-up. Well, if she's happy being the same shape as my man Buddy of four, who am I to judge? Happy birthday, you big thing. Anyway, back to the footy and this episode, the best of the best. Some absolute superstars lined up and ready to go. They only talk to us and they do it for you. This is the Rugby League Superpod. You've been warned. A young fella joins us who has already shown he cares about the next generation. He visits schools, he helps kids, and this is despite the fact he's only, well, he's only a couple of years out of school himself. Ezra Mann from the Brisbane Broncos. It seems you understand how important it is to show the young ones that you can make the right choices and you can live out your dreams. Yeah, no, it's... um something big that I try to, um, you know, keep towards and um, obviously teach uh, players coming through and get that message straight because, um, you know, I had a couple of cousins and friends that could have obviously um, make it to the big league and um, they just obviously didn't have uh, the right support or mindset, um, you know, to obviously get through that. So, um, yeah, that's something that I try to pride myself on and, um, you know, uh, preach out um, because you know there could be a lot more talent in the in the in the league, but um, yeah, just obviously decisions um, affect that. Mate, a hundred percent. It's almost not about yeah. You can make first grade. It's probably more about you can make good decisions and and further your future, whatever that future is. I saw you on TV on the news late last year. You're at a school. And, mate, you look like a big kid yourself. You loved every minute of it. You loved the interaction with the kids. Yeah. No, it was, it was pretty good. To, um, I was obviously up on Thursday Island in the Torres Strait. So, yep. Um, it was good to go up there. Um, my mum lives up there, so um, it was good to go up and see her, see the kids up there. And, um, you know, it was probably a bit special for me because they're obviously um, Indigenous um, background. So, um, you know, 
Um, obviously, coming uh, b- being an Indigenous person myself, I'd like to, you know, also um, keep them on the right path and the more support they can get and have around them, um, you know, their decisions could be um, a lot better. 100%, mate. Everyone, no matter what their age, uh you know, should rely on a mentor, just someone to have a chat with. And if you can do that job, terrific. You are doing a terrific job. You're developing into a role model in the game already. And more importantly, your family can be really proud of what you're doing. Keep up the work, good work, little legend. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Question, what's the greatest sound in the world? But what's better than cracking a coldie? Cracking half a dozen. This is Six Pack of Superstars revealing our top six. It's six pack time on this edition of the Weekly Watch and Will Kennedy from the Cronulla Sharks has dropped in. Mate, I'm asking you your favourite six footballers growing up. Who were they and why? Yeah, um... Favorite footballers um, watching footy, I think um, Reese Wesser. Yes, he's, he's up there. Yeah, he's uh, very fast. Um, yeah, and just his speed has just killed killed the game. Yep. Um, Preston Campbell is another one. Yeah, loved watching him he play could, as well. He could do anything, Presto. Yeah, anything at his weight. Um, mm. I think. Yeah, it said um, said a. Good mark for all those young children that are that can make it, yeah. Absolutely. So, mate, I've got a little bit of a theme here. A couple of fullbacks. Presto did play a bit in the house, but Wesser, Campbell, who else have you got? Uh, probably JT. He's, yeah. he's one I've, I've watched as well. He's, yeah, I think he's he's probably an immortal um, in the game. Um, yeah, very talented player and, um yeah, to watch him play is um, it's pretty amazing. Did you get to play against JT or were you out by a year maybe? Uh, I He just finished up as I came in, so ah, I just missed out. Yeah. Damn it, Maybe's. damn it. Yeah. Okay, Jonathan Thurston, so we do have a halfback in the side. Who else have we got, mate? Yeah, uh, GI is probably another one. Yeah. Uh, I love watching him. Just He's so strong and he can bust through anything and um, – yeah, and he's he's big big friends. It's just unreal, mate. Earlier this year, you got to meet and spend a bit of time with GI in the Indigenous camp. Was that cool? Oh, he didn't he didn't come in um, this this camp, but um, oh, didn't he? Yeah, we got um, Matty Bowen there. He's, oh, he's he's another another great player, and um, yeah, he's in there, and it's pretty exciting to meet him. And um, yeah, he's he's an amazing player. Awesome. So we've got Reese Wesser, Preston Campbell, Jonathan Thurston, Greg Inglis. Two more spots to fill, mate. Two more. Um, probably uh, not an NRL player, but um, my old man. Yes. Yeah, he's he's one of them as well. Um, when I was growing up watching him play bush footy, um, score a few tries and that, and uh, I loved watching him um, growing up, yeah. I was just about to... Get stuck into you for not including dad. You got, nah, you got to, yeah. yeah. You'd never hear the yeah. end of it, would you, mate? No. <laughs> have we got? Have we got one more to to compliment and round out the six pack? One more. Um, who would there be? 
probably Sean Johnson. He's yeah. He's a he's a um, good player to watch. Just the way he step and the way he brings the step into the game as well. Amazing um, that yeah. you got to learn off him at the Sharks, isn't it? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was pinching myself when I first get, got to meet him and actually play with him. So now I get to say that I played with him is um is a bonus. Yeah, it's amazing. Cool. Look back. Thanks. We'll chat again soon, buddy. Cheers. Thank you. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Top Sports Same Game Multi gives you the most competitive multiple for every leg. And with hundreds of markets to choose from across sports and racing, you're sure to find a combination unlike any other. And they'll let you on for plenty. So if you want to get the top odds every time, download the app today and bet your way. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. And joining us as always on the Rugby League Superpod, the great man Tristan Merlihan. He is the CEO of Top Sport, my man. We are down to six in just the two games this weekend. Melbourne Storm, Sydney Roosters, $1.26. The Storm, $3.90. The Roosters, the line is set at 11.5. The total at 39.5. The second game is the New Zealand Warriors and the Newcastle Knights. The Warriors, $1.52. The Knights, $2.55. The line set at 5.5. They're a very tempting 5.5 either way, and the total is is over or under 41.5 points. Where are we seeing the most action so far? Yeah, just say down to six, and we've got two big games on this weekend. The biggest move by a long way has been for the Melbourne Storm. They were $1.35 into $1.26, and the line's gone from 8.5 out to 11.5, 190 into 185. Obviously, the uh, Roosters were you know, picked up a few injuries in that game against the Sharks, so very gutsy to get over the line. But the Storm obviously picked up a couple of... Uh, couple of disappointing injuries as well. So, yeah, into very, very warm favourites, Melbourne. Obviously, punters expecting them to bounce back at home. And then in the uh, Warriors-Knights game, there's been money both ways at the line here where I agree, I think the Knights seem very, very juicy at the plus five and a half and 255. Obviously, they've got a couple of doubts over their players and Sean Johnson back for the Warriors as well. Yeah, someone's dream is going to end between the Warriors and the Knights. I love this, the Rugby League NRL stage of elimination. So go to Top Sport, go to Sport, go to NRL stage of elimination. And if you look into your crystal ball, Legends, you can have a little bit of a dabble here when you think the time is up for each of the six sides remaining. It could be runner-up. It could be premiers, it could be preliminary final, it could be semi-final. Last week we discussed what I absolutely loved was the top finals point scorer and the top finals try scorer. Nathan Cleary, mate, $2. Adam Reynolds, $3.80 for finals top try scorer. Uh, The two big guns going hard. Yeah, they are, and obviously uh, two very, very dominant uh, wins there for the for the the, the the two teams that they represent in the Panthers and the uh, the Broncos. So yeah, Cleary's into the two dollar favourite. I suppose um, now the um, you know you, can, can you find any value in either of the sides that you think might be able to win? I suppose now you have to say, well, can either of these sides uh, that that might might get over the line in this weekend? Could they happen to cause an upset against Penrith or Brisbane? Because that's where the opportunity presents itself. So maybe someone like Caelan Ponger, if you think he can cause an upset. 
against the Warriors and then and then come in and, and, and get a big upset there in, in, in the prelim final. But, you know, at the moment it looks like it's a, it's certainly down to those two favourites with Cleary at $2 and Reynolds at three eighty. Finals top try scorer, Dominic Young at $6. So is Sunia Taruva, Selwyn Cobbo at six fifty, Brian To'o at seven fifty. Then the others, they start with Greg Marju at $12. Gee, I reckon there's some value with Cobbo and To'o right here. Yeah, absolutely. Six fifty Cobo and seven fifty Toto, as you say, um, and, and I suspect that both of them are a big chance of scoring some tries over the last couple of weeks too. So it's a great market. Uh, there's plenty of different options in it, and um, and yeah, you can go go deep down the list and see if you can find someone that you think might be able to pick up a, a bag of tries in any of these games. NRLW twenty twenty three futures once again under the rugby league market. The Sydney Roosters a dollar sixty two. The Knights three dollars thirty. The Titans seven seventy five. The Broncos eight seventy five, and the Raiders fifty one dollars. If you don't mind, are you seeing some interest in the NRLW, mate? Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's been some really good support over each and every one of the weekends that we've been offering it. And and as you say, the premiership favourite now, the Roosters, they're very firm favourites at a dollar sixty two. Uh, they were two dollars fifty in. They've been favourites virtually the whole season. So punters have been very keen to jump on board, and and they'll. They look like they're going to be very hard to beat come the other uh, finals. Mate, uh, for our free bet this week, and for those of you that may be new to the Rugby League Superpod, Tristan and Top Sport donate a $100 free bet each and every week. Our charity of choice is the Ricky Stewart Foundation, and we can't get on Ricky because the Raiders are out, but we are going to go Melbourne Storm into the New Zealand Warriors, both head-to-head. It's a two-leg multi with a combination of $1.91. We're going to throw $100 on that and see if we can... Lift the kitty a little bit. Always a pleasure, mate. Enjoy your footy this weekend. Good luck with Summer Lovin', who you've also got racing in Sydney this weekend. What a time of year. Yeah, what a time of year. Summer Lovin' is running in the T-Rows in Sydney, which is, uh, what do we got? I think it's uh, race six. So check that out. Race six, number 14, Summer Lovin'. I think it's going to be very, very hard to beat up to the 1400. So enjoy your footy punters and talk to you next week. The Dream Team episodes are next level. You can listen to them anytime because they don't date, and I reckon you disagree with all of them. It's the ultimate argument starter. Who's in your Dream Team? You can pick any player from any era, any team, and then combine them. You're the coach. Here's a couple of positional choices from some of the game's best. Let's start with Newcastle winger Dom Young. Okay, what about our props? Yeah, so props, I've gone Burgess. Uh, obviously, when I, I was a kid, I played for Jewsbury Mall growing up, and I was the same club as Burgess, so I always, you know, looked up to him and heard a lot about him just because of, you know, the same kind of junior clubs, and I was a Bradford fan, I was obviously, as well, so I used to watch him in the stands, so, uh, yeah, I've always looked up to him, and just the way he played, probably, for me, one of the best props of all time, one of the best players of all time, so, yeah, um, he's definitely a lock there, probably captain as well um okay he's the captain have you had the chance to meet big sammy yet yeah yeah i met him i met him not long ago to be fair and yeah i was kind of um, it was a bit weird a bit of him but yeah he's a good bloke and i got on him pretty well so yeah it was, it was good to meet him terrific okay who's uh the his other front row partner um other front row with james graham the jammer uh, I actually got to play against him in, in 2020 when I played Super League at Huddersfield uh, against St. Helens when he came back uh, mid-year, which was pretty cool. I remember my first touch off the kickoff. I was obviously in the wing and he kicked it right in the corner. 
and I kind of caught it and then I had to run back and he was just relining me up right in front of me and I was like oh no but I just had to run in but yeah it was um, he's got to be there he's just the way he played the game how tough he was uh, yeah so if you've got him and Sam Burgess there you know you're going to have a few scared scared opposition players you're going to have a few scared there is going to be some punches at some stage uh, <laughs> so you, you didn't put a step on him you you ran straight at uh, Jimmy Graham oh well I'm pretty I th- I'm pretty sure he tackled me I don't know if I ran straight at him I might have tried to run away from him but he got me <laughs> but yeah nah too good mate what about our hooker <laughs> Look out with Cam Smith. Yeah. We love our awesome sponsors, Oxworks. Check them out, oxworks.com.au. Up next, former Kiwi international, the great Bronson Harrison. Uh, what about our halves? A lot of guys find... Trying to select just one six and one seven really, really difficult. How did you go? Yeah, I actually I've got two sixes that can both play seven. So, you know, I've picked um Terry Campisi and Benji Marshall, both really close friends of mine and, and people I hold in the highest regard. So um I think, you know, the difference in the players, you know, that's where they're they're really gonna kind of stack up next to each other. Um, both of them are, are comfortable um, at halfback and, and both of them are comfortable, you know, being second receiver. So I know with with Benj, you know, anything's kind of possible and, you know, he sees things a lot further ahead. And I know with, with Campo, he was, you know, his mindset was probably very similar, very competitive. And just with Campo's kicking game, you know, he, he could kick us out of, our end, and next thing you know, we've we've got uh, a, a dropout. So things like that, that that really helped us out. Plenty of episodes of Dream Team with some of the biggest names in footy, some cracking lists and explanations as well. Check the back catalogue of episodes and rip in. You know, you can listen to any of our podcast episodes or interviews at any time because none of them ever date ever. Let's rewind a little here back to our Scott Sattler Legends Series interview from a few episodes back now. It is a belter. It's a brutal game, but it's, there's, there's got to be a way that it's not It's not what happens, it's how you go about yeah, it. And I, I didn't like it at all. But, uh, in Don't any, worry, mate, I've lived that the last yeah, year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. It's, it is a brutal world. But in saying that, um, in 2002, um, we started seeing uh, this group of youngsters coming through from the, yep. the junior reps. Luke Lewis had played a game in 2001 as a 17-year-old and Luke Rooney as well. So Roy Simmons really set John Lang up for really good yeah. success. And, and Trent Waterhouse, they're only 19 years of age and uh, 17 or 18 years of age. And then 2002 came around, they played a little bit more footy and we, I think we finished second or third last. And then 2003... We just saw this shift after about five rounds. We're yep. still running second last after about four or five rounds. But we just saw this shift and we played the Warriors in New Zealand and we beat them really comfortably. And I remember yep. being on the bus going back to the hotel in Auckland. And I remember saying to Gerds and, and Ryan Girdler and, and Craig Gower saying, we, we could make the finals this year. Not a bad little team when we put it all together. Yep. And, um, and anyway, uh, throughout, what we started seeing emerging is that you turn up to training to do extras half an hour before 
regulation training yeah. time. And you'd see Luke Lewis and Luke Rooney at training doing extras and, sh- and, Steve, and Steve Turner and yep. Frank Pritchard and all these young players. They're all there doing these extras. And you go, well, shit, I better get here tomorrow, 45 minutes early. Yeah. And then you'd finish training and you'd start doing some extras, some passing, some kicking, helping out some teammates. Yeah, Roddy, I'm going to collect the balls. I'm going to go in and have a shower and go home. And you look out back out in the field, same guys are out there doing more. So as an older player, you'd say, better stay out here. Yeah. So myself, guys like myself and um, Luke Prittis and, yep. um, and Gowie and and um, Ryan Girdler, we'd stay out for a little bit longer. Just he'd, Gowie would do some more passing or Girdler would do a lot more goal kicking. Mm. So it taught us how to win again. And another guy that's joined us for a feature interview on the podcast, Canberra Machine, David Ferner. You're on the coaching staff for the famous, the very famous, North Queensland versus Brisbane Grand Final. What do you remember of it? Oh, and it was what was a, what they call the local derby in Queensland. Yeah. It was Brisbane, you know, the Broncos versus the Cowboys. If you can remember during the season, there was it was always there's probably a, a, a point or two points in between it, and it. Uh, two great sides. Uh, they they actually went through the semi-finals and, and very you know played some very good games. So we were set for a, a big grand final. The North Queensland Cowboys uh, had been in the grand final. Obviously Brisbane had won plenty. This is a team there that um, you know hadn't. This was this is embarking on their first ever premiership win. So it was a huge game, huge crowd. Um, obviously the result at the end and how it finished, but wow, what what a game. As an assistant coach, you weren't in the box. You were on the bench with the headphones on. Uh, are the ears still ringing? Because it was 83 minutes of pure madness. Oh, it was, and it was, you know, it was different different parts of the game there that, uh, you know, like it, it, in particular at the end, if you if you if you remember the game, you know, Brisbane started pretty strong. They yeah. got a couple of tries, um, broke us pretty early. We sort of fought our way back and then it sort of led its way to that that, that end result there to get uh, Kyle Felt to score in the corner. Now, if you can remember, you know, like something like, and this is when you're talking about, you know, on edge, you know, JT had been knocked over all game. Yeah. And uh, if you can remember just before that, JT still had a ball. He, he pirouetted. He went back. He went to the other side, passed it to Morgan. Morgan then sort of held it up, then got to Kyle Felt and scored in the corner. Well, he's got to kick the goal. Yeah. You know, like he's got to kick the goal to win. So there was a lot of moments in that game that uh, was uh, just so exciting to be a part of. Tackle five. This is the last. It's bounced away to Thurston. Comes up Blair, got rid of Blair, pushes away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20, comes away to O'Neill. Gets the ball to Felt. Felt has scored. Felt has scored in the corner. Look at the box. It's a try. Well, if you don't believe in fairy tales, we might see the giant fairy tale of all time. Here right now with Thurston, a kick from the sideline to win a premiership for the Cowboy. Can he do it? It looks to me as Earls taking the steel work. What else can this grand final provide? Wow. The most dramatic grand final that I can remember. 
Any episode, any time, download the Lot of Them Legends. We have got you covered. Here's a short interview with Dale Finucane from his time with the Storm. They were originally the big four, then they were the big three when Greg Inglis left the Storm, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith. There have been many who've actually laid claim in the dressing rooms of the Storm to being part of this elite group. Dale Finucane has lobbed plenty of good-natured boasting, plenty of laughs over the years, but who's mounted the best argument for inclusion in this group, you reckon? Oh, it's, it's probably someone who's not even a current player at the moment. It's probably someone who thought that they should have been involved in it, and it's Ryan Hoffman. He, uh, he often comes to uh, some of the, the team meetings and things like that if there's a presentation on that um, he'll... he'll um, talk about his inclusion as, as one of the big four. We uh, Sort of while we were up in the uh, the Sunshine Coast, we often had, um, I think it was a segment, it was back in my day and, and Ryan Hoffman ran it. And uh, he'd often pick out a player, um, you know, to keep an eye on. It was kind of like a uh, an increased um, highlights package, maybe like a five or a six-minute yeah. highlights package. And often it had Ryan Hoffman's highlights. <laughs> he'd obviously pick a game where he played really well, where he's offloaded it to to Billy who scored a try or he's done something miraculous, but he's he's highlighted someone else, but really he's doing pretty good in that game. Yeah, <laughs> so, love it. He's pushed for a, a inclusion of the big four, I think. Yeah, not the first person to toss in Hoffy. Mate, they're all <laughs> gone now. Has there been anyone that's put their hand up to nominate for the new big three yet? Yeah, I don't know. It'd, it'd obviously be hard to go past the spine players, you know, the hook of the halves and fullback. And obviously... Ryan Pappenhausen's, you know, since he debuted in 2019, has come a long way. Um, you know, Jerome Hughes has just re-signed with yeah. us as well. Obviously, Munster, you know, Brandon and Harry there. So, you know, there's three or four players there. So, Mate, I've got a tip. Get in early. You're the co-captain. You can pull rank. You can claim a spot <laughs> as a result. Uh, and you get to pick the other members too. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for the chat. Yeah, no worries, mate. Most markets, best prices and awesome service. Topsport.com.au or download the app and use the promo code UNFILTERED for the VIP treatment. For us older gentlemen, not old farts, there was nothing like watching John Cartwright as a kid, this towering monster that could scare you just by looking at you, yet he had the hands of a surgeon. The best ball passer into and through the line I have ever seen, bar none. Some of the stuff he did, and with ease, was mind-blowing. John's son, Jed, and nephew, Bryce, have so, so much of John in them all these years later. It's bizarre. Bryce joins us. You were only two when John retired, so I'm suggesting you don't remember anything directly from his career. But from what you've seen on tape in highlights. What do you make of the big fella? Yeah, it was really I, – I couldn't believe how big he was and, you know, how skillful he was because the the players were, you know, much different to what we are now and mm. um, it, it seems like he could have, you know, really, you know, excelled in this this modern-day game. Yeah. And, um, he, yeah, he had all the skills, like you said, for such a big man and, you know, not, not too many big men had those skills back then, I think, not as much as they do these days, mm. so – um, yeah, whenever I see the 91 grand final on Fox, i um, always sort of watch that and, um, yeah, it's pretty cool to watch. Was he an influence on your young career or was it more so Dad Dave? 
Yeah, no, it was it was always my dad. John obviously moved away to coach the Titans when yep. um we were yeah still young, but um my dad coached me you know throughout all my junior career and um you know I pretty much um, learned everything about him, learned everything about myself off him and you know how to play the game and um you know probably uh, training ethic. That's what he taught yep. me the most and um you know I'll forever be grateful for that from my dad. Dad's big, John's big. Um... Physically very similar to John, actually. Are all the grandkids, the boys anyway, are they all giants too in the Cartwright clan? Yeah, we've, we've got a pretty good gene pool. Um, yeah. You know, you know, Jed's, you know, probably nearly a foot taller than me. He's a really what big boy. What about Jed? Have you seen him in the last six to yeah. 12 months? He is a fucking monster. Yeah, it's pretty scary because I just remember him as this young little kid and, yep. you know, so, sort of didn't see him for, you know, three or four years on and off and, um, out of nowhere, he just exploded, yep. and he um obviously he came down the Penrith for a bit when I was there, yeah, and um yeah, just to see him in the gym, how big he was, and you know the poor bag the poor buggers had such a you know horrible injury toll, but yep. um he's he's looking good at the moment, and um I just hope he can stay healthy because he's such a good player, and you know, I do enjoy watching him play as well. Awesome chat, do it again soon, my man. Thanks, mate. Want the ultimate unfiltered message for your mates? I'll say anything you want. Ripping heads off and shitting down necks all day long. Find me on Swish at Swish.com. The Brisbane Broncos travel every second weekend, on average anyway. Uh, Keenan Palacia has joined us. What's the deal with travelling, mate? Is it the same roomie every trip, or does it change? Um, this year we've had we've actually had our own rooms, so we haven't been rooming with anyone. So um, that is a that, huge that, result. That is a massive result because every team has a couple of pests that you just don't want to room with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like usually, I'm rooming with Tyson Gamble, and he's the biggest pest in the team. So oh dear. How did I yeah. know that name was going to come up? Because my next question was, who'd be the worst roomie, the one you'd never want to share with, and why? And that would undoubtedly be Gamble, comma, T. No, he's a pest 24-7. Every morning I, when we come out to the field, with I can't – as soon as I sit down, I have to chase him to grab my boots off him. And it's every morning, without fail, he has to do something just to annoy me. <laughs> Is that just to you, or does he find someone every every session? Oh, he finds someone, but 99% of the time it's me. <laughs> cool chat, mate. Very cool chat. Keep well. We'll do it again soon. Thank you. Great little look back there. That interview, of course, last year when Tyson Gamble was at the Broncos. Now he's killing it with the Knights. But let's be honest, who the fuck would want a room with T. Gamble? Sorry, Tyson. It is time on the Rugby League Superpod for Clarkie's Call. Dane from Clarkie's RL column, the kings of social media, drops in every week. And this is what happens, legends, if you're new to the Superpod. Clarkie gives his call, but we're after your responses. We're after the good ones, the bad ones, the really bad ones, the obscene ones, and we discuss. Clarkie, what is the call this week, my man? 
G'day, Andy and listeners. I actually put this call up a little bit earlier, specifically on the 5th of September, which was before finals footy kicked off. And what I wanted to do is look at a 100% chance and apply that to what I thought every side had of winning the premiership this year. Naturally, I had the Panthers first at a 45%. I had the Broncos and Storm sharing 15% because I really thought I couldn't split them quite in that finals week one match, which yep. in hindsight was a pretty bad prediction. Broncos blew them out the water. Knights, I went 11%, and Warriors, I went 9%. Now, outside of that, I, I had really low percentages to the Sharks and Roosters. I gave them a 2% each. Of course, one of them had to win this week. I wasn't sure who. But I kind of get the feeling, Andy, now we know it's the Roosters. They probably have hit their ceiling. And the Raiders... It was harsh at the time, but I only gave them a 1%. I just couldn't see a world where they even got past week one of the finals. And uh, a lot of great calls here, Andy. Naturally, a lot of biased ones. Um, People looking at the punning markets. Uh, But, yeah, Andy, a really great response to this one. Ashley Von Kitowski on Facebook says, not sure how that works. Nobody has gone three-peat in like 40 years. NRL, nobody three straight. And only top four teams win, plus only eight of 25 minor premiers go on to win. Third is the most winning ladder position in the NRL. Um, And Alexander Carter responded by saying eight of 25 minor premiers is a higher percentage. Um, what have you got from Instagram, mate? That's an interesting take there. Third this year was the Melbourne Storm, and they've got some really big work to do after a very disappointing week one up there in uh, up there in Suncorp. This one comes from Kari Otana on Instagram, and they said, six weeks ago, I gave the Roosters a 2% chance of even making the finals, yet here they are. That 2% would match what I thought they were to win the premiership. They go to Melbourne this week as underdogs, but I certainly don't think you can write them off completely. So maybe that 2% in hindsight was a little bit unfair to the Roosters, just given they were riding a five-game winning streak um, and continue to really shock everyone. I, I don't think many people saw them playing finals, Andy, at the midway point this year. Did you? No, abs- absolutely not. And, uh, and the betting markets reflected that. They were blown out completely, even to make the top eight with like six rounds to go. They were no chance. I like this from Jeffrey Carr, and it sort of uh, it talks about the storm and, and backs up what you just said. Jeff Carr on Facebook says, I'm a Warriors fan, first. Storm fan, second. Don't underestimate the storm. Uh, he goes on to say the Warriors could be the surprise package, as they have been all year. In top form, they could do it. Go the Waz. So many eyes on the storm this weekend after what happened last weekend. Um, I think it's fair to say the jury may still be out on the storm for a majority of rugby league fans. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think anyone expected that in finals week one. Certainly I could see why you would tip the Broncos, but I'd be very interested to see who predicted that scoreline. Really unforeseeable um, in my opinion. I like this one. It comes from Jamie Andrew White on Instagram, and he said, I'm not a Donkeys fan in any way, shape, or form, but they are the only team this year with a chance of beating Penrith. The rest are just making up the numbers. And, of course, he did comment that before we saw what happened at Suncorp. Mm. We now know the Broncos will face the Warriors and Knights winner. Now, really, no matter how you look at that one, Andy, you have to think the Broncos are going to open as significant favourites at Suncorp. And so, uh, of course, I've got hindsight now, but that was a brilliant call by Jamie Andrew White at the time.
Mitchell Simpson says, I'm a Knights fan and I would even the Broncos and Panthers out. To be honest, if anything, I have the Broncos above them. See where you're coming from, Mitch. But I think, uh, for me anyway, for me anyway, I think the stats point towards the Panthers. I think we can scroll through Facebook and Instagram here. Clarky, the consensus now seems to be what it has been for 90% of the year. It's... It's the Panthers or the Knights. Yeah, or the Broncos as well. There, uh, you know, you sorry. look at where do I get Panthers and Knights? I'm having a rough day, everyone. It's the Panthers or the Broncos. Yeah, Panthers or Broncos, and it's really interesting too because when you look at finals week one, those were the two sides that blew out that they blew their opponents out of the water and, and more or less said, "Hey, you guys are top four sides, but you're not on our level." Mm. And then the elimination finals were the ones that were super close and hotly contested, and so I think we've had that feeling all year. And I think finals week one taught us that the Panthers and the Broncos are on another level to everyone else. And you can never write everyone else off completely, but at this stage, they're not on the same level as those two sides. Now, fully agree. A uh, lot of eyes on the storm this week. Clarky, I'm going to hit you with something completely left field here. And I apologize. I've given you no notice. I love uh, you as a bloke, but I love what you do on social media. And you know I'm a fan of, of what you do and how you do it. I want to get your take on the six teams remaining in the finals and what their social media has been like this week. Let's, uh, or this year, let's not do this week, this year. Let's start with the Roosters social media team. Uh, Big tick or not? Mm, I'm going to give the Roosters social media a five out of ten. They did average the second most amount of fans through the gates this year at their home crowds. and. In a way, I feel like they just get by on social media. Uh, they're doing enough, but I think they could take it. Like they've got some genuine superstars there. I know yeah. they do a behind the scenes day with Teddy or Manu, um, players like that. People are going to tune in. So five out of ten for the Roosters. They tick all the boxes, but don't go any step further. Okay, what about uh, everyone's second favorite side, the Warriors? think the Warriors are doing a great job this year. Yeah. They have signed someone who used to create content for a private company. And so his name's Jackson, and he really understands engagement. They've got podcasts this year. They've got many fun videos with their players. They've got memes when it's appropriate. And I think they're really tapping into a larger audience and, you know, almost built this cult following of, quote, unquote, up the Waz, which has been great to see. So Warriors, I'm going to go at 8 out of 10. Okay, what about the Newcastle Knights, mate? Knights, same basket as the Roosters. From what I see, they do have a podcast with one of their players, Matt Croker, yep. um, and another fellow where they do a few interviews. They probably do a little bit more than the Roosters. I'll give the Knights a 6 out of 10. Okay, we move to the Melbourne Storm and, and in a different position because they are still trying to generate interest to a non-league believing audience in Melbourne. What, what do you rate the Melbourne Storm social media team? Hmm, I, I'm probably going to say a five out of ten again. Yeah. The Storm, I, I don't see too much of their stuff, uh, which is bad straight away, right? Because my social media algorithms are heavy rugby. In fact, it's all rugby league, particularly yeah. on my page, and I rarely see Storm's posts pop up. Mm. So to me, particularly what you said, trying to capture a larger and a unique audience, I don't think they're probably doing the best job of that. So five out of ten for the Storm. Okay, uh, you speak about algorithms. Yours is completely rugby league. Mine's 50% rugby league, 50% porn, so I get a little bit of everything on my <laughs> feet. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos, mate, their social media. They do have the largest social media of any NRL club okay. in the country. So for that reason, 
I think they probably are a little bit underdone. You'd probably expect to see a fair bit more, particularly by a club that's 50% owned by News Corp, yep. um, which would give them a lot more access than other clubs, a lot more funding. Um, they don't really take too too big of an advantage of that. I will say the guy who does the Broncos graphics also did all my graphics for me. Yep. Um, so because of Simeon, I'm going to give him a 7.5 out of 10. <laughs> Mate, and really nice. Simeon, uh, a good operator. Like, there's a lot of really good operators out there, actually. Actually, in terms of of graphics, always check out Clarky's page. Check out my page. There's a lot of really good young designers that are that are just footy heads as well. What about the Penrith Panthers and their social media? Well, this is where it gets interesting because the Panthers, I believe, are the only NRL club that follows me back on on Instagram. Um, the Rabbitohs did it at a stage there. I can't get a follow from my Titans, which sucks because they follow other fan pages. Um, look, Panthers do a great job. They do jokes when it's in the uh, when they're in their buy round. I saw them this year released a team list, which was you know fun and satire. They create a lot of cool content. Uh, I'm going to be biased. I'm going to give them a ten out of ten because they follow me, Andy. The only other. Uh, NRL or, or professional rugby league team that follows me, the New South Wales Blues, and I'm a big Queensland fan. Oh, that's um, brutal. So, <laughs> I know. Um, you know. The enemy follows me, and the best team in the comp follows me, and I can't buy a follow back from my beloved Titans. But oh. we can, I can only dream for one day. Panthers, 10 out of 10 for me. Bias take, though. Mate, I'm hosting the Titans end-of-season presentation night next week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to speak to the top man there, the top man being Tino, and, and just get something happening here because that's, that is absurd. Who do you rate, mate, as um, the premiers for 2023 in terms of social media? Is it Penrith? Yeah, I'm going to give it to Penrith or the Warriors. Yep. I think they both do a really great job. I would say Penrith in terms of strict rugby league content do a better job. Yep. But I would say in terms of capturing a larger audience and really uniting a, a wider group of fans, that's where the Warriors get a huge tick for me. Um, we haven't really seen a team build this cult following or have almost every supporter going for them in the finals before. Mm. And I, I just think, make no mistake, that is the power of social media as it currently stands. You can really influence and build your club's platform, and both of those clubs are doing a really great job of it. Awesome, Chat Clarky. Awesome as always, Dane from Clarky's RL Column joining us here. If you haven't, I don't know what you're doing. Check them out: Instagram, Facebook, uh, Absolute Kings. This is the part of the podcast where we've put you in charge. You're asking the questions. Our superstars are giving their answers. Look out! Let's start with Canberra's Joe Tarpany. From Marty in Wellington, New Zealand, your old stomping ground. He wants to know what the haka is like first time doing it in New Zealand for New Zealand. The haka, it's, I explained it in Maldives camp as well. It's emotion, the emotion you get from it and how it brings up your ancestors and how you're representing your family. It's its a feeling you can't explain. And uh, when you're representing your country, um, that's 10 times, you know, 10 times more. And then when you're representing your culture, it's 100 times more. Um, and that's why, why when you see us do the haka, the emotion just pours out and, and it gets really intense, yeah. I would imagine it's probably even more intense for mum, dad, family, aunties, uncles, grandparents, whoever in the crowd or watching on TV, looking at their son do it on the field. I would imagine the the extended family is just as emotional, just as pumped up. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And and they're the people that are going through your mind when you're doing it too. So the emotions in, interchange, you know, you know, they're feeling that emotion, but you're you're expressing that emotion through them. This is from Curran in Queenstown. What's been your favourite Test match and why? Favorite Test match. Um, I'd probably say the first time I played Australia. Um, they're the benchmark country. When I first played them, it was like Cam Smith, Thurston, Inglis, and I was a bit starstruck. So, um, you know, that, that was probably my most memorable test match. And the Roosters, Nathan Brown from Troy at Lethbridge Park. We saw a few young fellas play first grade for Para late last year. Which one of them stood out for you and why? I think Will, Will Pedersini, the, yeah. the young centre, was uh, fantastic in, in the semifinals and um, you know, yeah, he just played a handful of games, but you know, as a, as much of a great player he is, um, you know, he's even more of a better young kid, okay. I think, which is, um, yeah, the most important thing, I guess, being a, a, a young kid coming up, um, especially you know, coming up and and playing first grade at young age and, and uh, being a you know being a standout, um, you know, it's definitely yeah help him, I guess, being a good kid by. Helping him, you know, stay grounded and being humble and stuff, which is, yeah, the most pleasing part. Aussie footy shorts. Footy shorts with pockets. Hear that? Footy shorts with pockets. Get into them, legends. They're the grouse. Footy-shorts.com.au The 2018 Junior Kangaroo side. Here it is. Fullback was Corey Allen. Then there's Inari Tuala, Gemmett Shibasaki, Zach Lomax, Nick Kotrick, Sean Sullivan, Jake Clifford, Paddy Carrigan, our guest Reese Robson. There was also Emre Gula, Sean Bloor, Tony Staggs, Victor Radley, Blake Braley, Lewis Gerrity, Tommy Flegler, Tino Farsu and Malawi. And actually, Kyle Flanagan was 18th man. Neil Henry was the coach, and they played the junior Kiwis and won 40-24. What a side. So many have already gone on to play NRL footy. Joining us is the hooker, Reese Robson. Legend, there is some very serious footballers right there. Yeah, just listen to the list again there. Obviously, to see how many footballers have gone from that side onwards to play in the NRL is pretty pretty cool in itself, I think. The first thing that stands out is Katoni in the back row. How did he go? Oh, I think you could probably tell from how he's handling the NRL. Yeah. He went very well and... um yeah, sort of just a powerful player. I don't think it matters where you put him. He's sort of going to do the same sort of job for the team. If Reese Robson is the new coach and you've got Katoni Staggs and you could either play him at centre or second row, where would you play him? What do you reckon his best position is and why? Oh, I'd, I'd probably I'd probably keep him in the centres. Um, yeah. What's it called? I'd say playing there for so long is probably where he feels comfortable. And I guess you'd probably get the same out of him wherever you're playing. But I guess if... You're putting his um, strength in that out a bit wider. I think it's probably a bit more space for him to work with out there. So I think that would just be better for him and the side. Blake Braley was on the interchange in this side. He's established himself at the Sharks. Mate, for a while there, the two of you battled for that same jersey in a whole lot of rep sides. Pretty good rivalry. Yeah, obviously a great player. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a competition there, I guess, a few years. As, as you said just before, it wasn't just the two of us. There was other few other good hookers there, um, the likes of Harry and um, yeah. uh, Reed Marnie and that, all sort of the same age there. So um, I guess every sort of year we'd 
you're going up for the same jerseys. So, yeah, it sort of brought a bit of comp- uh, competition out in every- all of us, so it was mate, good. Mate, if we look at this 2018 Junior Kangaroo side, who was the gun? Who was the one that stood out and you all knew that he was going to be a superstar? Oh, there's a fair few players in that side that yeah. you can sort of say that about. But um, I think in that game, I um, because I'd actually never really um, met him before, but um, Tino was a big one for me. Um, I never really knew of him before that team, and um, he came out and I thought he, he killed it. And yep. obviously he's gone on to make his debut for Queensland. So, um, yeah, I think he's sort of someone I, I can sort of remember from there that I thought was a great player and gone on to do some pretty good stuff so far. Was he a big unit back then or is he at a growth spurt? <laughs> no, he was a big unit back then. <laughs> Want to win an unfiltered trucker's hat? Go to Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast. Then simply give us a five-star rating and review. Write whatever you want. We don't care. It's the stars that matter. Funniest weekly review wins the prize. Simple. This week's winner of the unfiltered cap is Robbie Graham from Hunters Hill in Sydney. Awesome spot. Uh, Awesome review too on Apple Podcasts, mate. They help us out big time. Really appreciate it. You'll be rocking your trucker's cap probably by the time you listen to this, you legend. Uh, take a breath and enjoy it. The footy is on and your weekend is sorted. Enjoy the game, order a pizza, grab a coldie, go hard on a five-leg multi, and don't forget, as always, back pikey in the last. Mm-hmm.